He's been in office for just over a year, and what a year it has been. I'm your host, Delford Jones, and today we have an exclusive interview with Lafayette's Mayor President, Josh Guillory. From racial protests to a pandemic, to an economic crisis, to hurricanes, Guillory has had quite a learning curve. So what has he learned, and what does year two bring? We find out now on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana, the podcast powered by KLFY.com. Well, hello, and thanks for tuning in to the 10 Talks podcast. Joining us today is the Mayor President of Lafayette Parish, Josh Guillory. Josh, I say that title, Mayor President, and it's almost overwhelming to me. <laughs> that comes with a lot of responsibility, I imagine. Yeah, but it's a big big reward with it, too, though. Yeah. Very, very humbling experience and yeah. a humbling position. I'm blessed to, blessed to be around the people you know, I serve with and blessed mm-hmm. to, to serve those that, that uh I'm called to serve. I guess before we get too deep into the conversation, how are you? How's the family? How's everybody doing? Everybody's good. Kids are good. Wife's good. Family's good. Very blessed. You just wrapped up your first year, a little more than a year now, uh, in office. How was that for you? Uh, I know it's your first time in a public office. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? Challenges? Real quiet. Successes? Real quiet. <laughs> nothing. Nothing to say. Yeah. No, look, it was good. It was mm-hmm. great, and and I just I'm, I'm so um, eager for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know our our future here is bright here in Lafayette. Uh, over the I often get asked, "What'd you learn over the last year?" It's it's more. It's not necessarily of learning, which I did learn a lot. Mm-hmm. It's more of a reaffirmation, re- reaffirming what I already knew, and, and that the greatness in Lafayette lies with our people. Yeah. And and you saw that. You know, you saw that through a pandemic mm-hmm. where we have a public health emergency yeah. that turns into an economic emergency, it turns into a fiscal emergency here in local government. Yeah. And it was the people that came through. And mm-hmm. and and we're you know we're still in the fight, but mm-hmm. you know we'll get through because of the people, not because of anything that that the government did or, or one individual did. Collectively, we as a people, we listen mm-hmm. to our healthcare experts, we listen to each other, we. Mm-hmm. We are respectful. We're a respectful community, and but the future's bright. I, I was going to. Uh, I wanted to call you last year around March and do like your first ninety days in office, but then the pandemic hit. You want to go back in time? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't want to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to repeat it. But the, when the pandemic hit, and you know, of course, I knew you guys were busy, so I held off. And every day, you all were doing a press conference, letting people know about the. Uh, about the public health emergency and how we could all stay safe and you know being in contact with all of those different entities like, like public health and uh, whether it was the sheriffs whoever would enforce these the mask mandates or anything of that nature talk about the leadership it takes to get all of those people together be on the same page and send out a united message yeah you know i take the the position of mayor president as the civilian leader of our city civilian leader of our parish uh, to heart you know you can't i can't force a certain other agency or, or elected official to do something but i feel like with this with this duty also comes responsibility mm-hmm. but an opportunity an opportunity to to teach and to work with work with each other but i think what you saw in lafayette last year as far as leaders local leaders is, mm-hmm. is purely teamwork from from our sheriff to our 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 agency head our department heads you know chief of police chief of fire but uh, dr tina Stefanski, you know mm-hmm. leader of ldh region four who served as a as our as my medical task force our medical task force leader here locally everybody's working together you know from our city court to our judges mm-hmm. our 15th JDC and I can keep going on and on yeah. DAs but you know 
we're all best served when our elected officials work together. Yeah. Whether we agree, we disagree. Whether Democrat, Republican, none, none of that matters. None of that matters in a in a pandemic. None of that matters in a flood. None of that matters when a hurricane's coming or is, or is hitting ice storms. I mean, we can go on and on the, yeah. the last 14 months what we've what we've gone through together. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, we go through it together. And that's what makes us stronger. And, and Lafayette's not unique to that. It's just unique to these times. Yeah, and I, I can agree with you there. No matter what we're going through, we've got to be on the same page. It's for the betterment of, of everyone. That's right. Uh, in the midst of the pandemic, we dealt with an officer-involved shooting. Yeah. I know that was something very tragic, and uh, a lot of people were outraged by what happened, and that led to some protests. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the city's response to the shooting and the, uh, the following protest in the, the, those weeks following the shooting. Yeah, you know, again, man, we look back and no matter how you look at it, from a you know, law enforcement standpoint, from a citizen standpoint, from uh, people that are in passion a certain, certain way, at the end of the day, we did lose a member of our community. Correct. You know, and, and, a, and a family is grieving. So at the end of the day, we always have to start with compassion. We always have to start with um, trying to put ourselves in, in those, those individuals' shoes. You know, you may, not be, you may not be able to sympathize. You may not have been in that, that position, but we surely can always grow to a point, I'm talking about as a society, where mm -hmm. we can empathize, at minimum empathize. Um, but, you know, what you saw is probably a lot of built up um, I'm not going to use the word frustration, it's just mm -hmm. built up emotions, built up thoughts, built up experiences, a lot of learning lessons. I, I, I had a lot of learning lessons in that. And, and on compassion, you know, just looking in the mirror, coming out the gates where, where I'm focused on protecting, you know, the community as a large, protecting life, protecting property. Mm -hmm. uh, I could have shown a lot more compassion at, at front and, uh, you know, right, right out the gates mm -hmm. and, and when, when uh, Trafer was unfortunately shot. Um, but, you know, thankfully we do have a, a loving community. I was able to sit down with a lot of leaders in uh, the minority community specifically, uh, pastors on the north side, and, and able to educate myself. Because, you know, I didn't walk in, in the same shoes as everybody that I lead. You know, and that's, just, and that's any leader. Yeah. You know, if you got elected as mayor president, you're sworn in tomorrow, there's some, you're going to be blessed to serve people that, that you didn't walk in their shoes. That's okay. No one walks in this stuff and, and instantly gets it, and, and I still have a long way to go too. But it, it's it's sure it's what you do with that knowledge. Yeah. What do you do with that experience? And I you know I, I, try, I try my best to, yeah. to humble myself and learn and listen to those that have gone before me. Yeah. Um, but also partnering, you know. And, and the, another thing that that we're seeing, and we're seeing it today. We're gonna see it again tomorrow. But me personally, I have seen the strength of what happens when we do come together. And, and we keep saying that, but I, I genuinely, we have experiences yeah, here over the last 14 months where we see it. You know, when you're divided on a, on a social issue, you, know, you, you have certain choices. But I know that when we take the time, press the pause button, evaluate the situation, truly listen to all sides, there's a lot of commonality there. Yeah. You know, when you said the protests, you know, equal justice, things like that. We're Americans. We should all be able to put our wrap our arms around that. Absolutely. You know, everybody in America, no matter where you live, and we're committed to that here in Lafayette Parish, no matter where you live, you should always have a seat at the table. You should always have that opportunity to have equal justice under the law, equal opportunities under the law. It's guaranteed by our Constitution. You know, you, we all have the right to, to, to freely express ourselves, and, and you saw that, and, and we protect that right. You know, we protect the Second Amendment, we protect the First Amendment, we protect all our rights guaranteed to us by our Constitution. Okay. So. Uh, something you said is it's swimming in my head and, and you talked about the lessons you learned sure. 
uh, being compassionate, being able to sympathize and empathize with people, I think, in my opinion, those are amazing qualities for a leader. And you know, you followed up with taking that information and what do you do with it? You learn and you grow from it. Um, so kudos to you on that note. Uh, Still learning, but that's okay. And we do every day. I refuse to stop learning. You can, if that's you right. do, then you cease to exist. Amen. Good job on that note. Um, as, we, uh, as we all know, you took, you took some heat because of how you responded in the I immediate aftermath of the shooting. But I think you covered that well as, uh, as far as learning and growing and, and meeting with different people to see how we can better grow. And Daffer, we, we are still, I'm telling you, where, where that was a, a, a heated situation, mm -hmm. it's blossomed into an opportunity for our yeah. community. I mean, we're meeting, I meet regularly with, with leaders on the north side. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, our chief of minority affairs, first time we've ever had that position. Our city, we're celebrating our 200th anniversary coming up. First time in 200 years we have this position. And when I meet with some, some leaders, specifically in the minority community, they say, why don't you just call it Chief of Community Affairs? Why, why, why do you have to call it Chief of Minority Affairs? And, and I'm, I'm convinced, still to this day, that there is a gap. There is a gap between our minority community and government. Um, I, I feel like it's getting better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with communication and, uh, and, and involvement and, and leading from the front and really, truly um, preaching what you or practicing what you preach, right. you know, that, that one day we'll be in a position where, where I don't feel that way. And, and, and we'll change the title to Chief of Community, Community Affairs. But right now there's a gap. And I, and I look, I think Carlos is doing a good job. I think, you know, he, this is a new role for him too. So so we're, we're redefining what, what the scope of that position is as well. But I know that with, uh, with, with our minds being in the right place, with our hearts being in the right place and us working hard, we'll get to where we we'll need to be. We'll get there. I agree with that. Continuing into your first year, following the pandemic, uh, we're still in the pandemic yeah. and the, the officer involved shooting, hurricane season hits and we are directly impacted. Yes. What did you see from your perspective in the storm hitting and the response to that natural disaster? I saw firsthand the resiliency of our first responders. Mm. You know, it started off with a tropical storm, then we had Hurricane Laura, mm. and, and, and the teamwork that we had with our friends over in Calcasieu and Cameron Parish, and uh, despite what certain media reports had, I mean, we were working very hard with those, those guys and gals over there mm. through our volunteer organizations, through LUS, and then mm. sending resources. And their first duties here, and, and they take care of their duties here, but once right. we're safe, and once our, our people have electricity and power, and every, everything's taken care of, we're constantly on our heads on a swivel you're constantly looking for areas where we can help because we may be that community the right. next time I mean, god forbid but we may be that and and we're always going to have uh we're going to we're going to leave an impression with our neighbors and and do do we want to be remembered as a community that that shut the door or embrace them and and you know i think we can confidently say we're we're a community that embraced them. Our mm -hmm. communications department put out a hospitality hub because we had a lot of a lot of folks that that um, migrated over here to Lafayette Parish mm -hmm. and just simple things like where do you wash your clothes? Where's the police station? How do you call you know the fire department or, or whatever? Just a laundry list. Where's some places to go out to eat? Where's the WalMarts? Mm -hmm. Just like little things like that, yeah. uh, just to show that 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 Lafayette culture, that Lafayette uh, camaraderie that that we we experience every day. But when people come to visit us, we want them to to feel that same love and then of course hurricane delta hit us pretty hard yeah yeah we got man, there and then there's was, a nice uh, storm <laughs> we have gone through it 2020 was uh nothing short of challenging yep. it really it really tested you as a person um i mean physically mentally uh emotionally being separated from our loved ones yeah. due to quarantine yeah. and uh 
just trying to avoid spreading this virus. So it was challenging and hopefully, uh, it looks like we're starting to see the end of the tunnel and hopefully 2021 can be much better for us. We are, but we can't be complacent. Yeah. We still gotta be vigilant, you know, look, we got great healthcare experts out there, follow the healthcare care experts' mm -hmm. advice, wash our hands vigorously. You know, we joke all the time, but, but it's true. Wash your hands like you're about to, like you just ate crawfish, but mm -hmm. you're about to take out a contact lens. I mean, it can't, you know, the, the like personal hygiene, use it. Uh, the personal <laughs> hygiene component of that, it, that's, that's something we can control. So, mm -hmm. you know, we control that. Um, you know, our healthcare warriors are working hard and we're partnering with them with the vaccination sites at the mm -hmm. Hyman and other strike force areas through our that the state is putting forward uh, you know governor's working hard GOSEP's working hard and again just accomplishing more when we work together we talk about those accomplishments what are um, what are some of your greatest ones after your first 14 months in office well I believe the I mean we had we've had a lot of successes we had a lot of challenges I think at the end of the day, if we focus on the economic standpoint of what, what, we, what we were facing, and both fiscally and, and economically, fiscally, I inherited an $18 million deficit. I can't, I can't help people if we don't have money, if our fiscal house isn't, isn't in order. Mm -hmm. We were on track, Dalfrey, and I live in the city, we were on track to spend our city savings account, our city general fund, in less than two years, if we'd have maintained that spending. We had city dollars in Parks and Rec, for example, that was being sent, spent outside the city limit, voted on by budget after budget after budget after budget. That's not responsible. We can't reinvigorate Parks and Rec. I'm just using it as an example. We can't reinvigorate uh, all these departments. We can't fix potholes, fix bridges, pave roads, fix drainage mm -hmm. without money. So the first thing is we had to get our fiscal house in order. But I believe the economic policies that the administration, together with our councils and the planning commissions, um, gave Lafayette is a new aspect. Think of it from a regulatory standpoint. We had the Unified Development Code. A lot of hard work went into that. A lot of people that put, put their, their heart and soul into it, and, and, that, and we appreciate that. But it was strangling business. It gave, it gave Lafayette... Uh, the reputation of not being business friendly. You don't want to, it's not a place you want to do business. And that, to me, thinking about the, the joie de vivre that we have, the, the, the open heart, the just open culture, open community that we have, that's not a reason to turn away business. So we worked with stakeholders. We had over 50 stakeholders that, that we didn't pay. It was all volunteer, but people from like Acadiana Home Builders Association, okay. commercial developers. We had representatives from the, from the unincorporated areas, from the city of Lafayette, from the north side, from the south side, from our municipalities. Um, and I'm probably leaving out a few, but, but just, and, and if there was a group out there that we didn't think of, we were, we're in including them in DDA, for example, downtown, because mm -hmm. it has its own unique, you know, regulatory aspect sure. or needs. And, um, um, long story short, we repealed and we replaced the UDC with the Lafayette Development Code. Mm -hmm. Very, very straightforward, a lot less regulatory impact, um, getting government out the way. Mm -hmm. In the LDC, we created a new position with our administrative law judge. We're, we're, it's a pilot program right now with, with Judge Broussard, who was just sworn in. Mm -hmm. But when we can add a layer of, uh, add a layer of due process in, in with the judiciary, under administration um, and take a, take a layer of red tape away, then that, that's a that's a win-win. But that's about 60% of the issue. The mm -hmm. other 40% was really process. It's how did how we did business. And changing the culture in Lafayette Consolidated Government across all 12 departments is, is very key. And we're still working on that. We still have a long way to go. Now, we've made some strides that yeah. first year. 
But if you think about development and planning where, where these regulations fall underneath, um, you know, partnering with, with entities such as LIDA to create a liaison position from new businesses to go recruit businesses to come to Lafayette. Mm -hmm. But once they're here, to be that one-stop shop, to have people and personnel dedicated to get these guys and gals through the around. permitting process. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why we, we shouldn't have done that. And, and, we, and we did, we created it. So that, that's helping. Uh, that's been in, in existence for about four months now. We've seen a lot of good, uh, good work. You saw Amazon come in in the parish, yeah. which is, you know, in incremental working with Karen, the city of Karen Crow, but also working with LIDA. And you know, that was a situation where you saw communities have some synergy. Mm -hmm. And being a consolidated government, being a, being a you know, geographically, I know I'm not going to draw it to a map, but right. <laughs> geographically, we're not a big parish. No. We're really not. Population-wise, we are. Mm -hmm. But we're very dense. And it's, it's unique, and, and I haven't seen it, I never saw it until I was in this position to see how much synergy, and, and not everybody gets that opportunity, but when we go to Baton Rouge and we go to Washington and we're talking about things that, that impact a region, going in there with, with a punch of six municipalities in, in an isolated area like that, we're very strong. We're much stronger together than we are apart. It's, 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 uh, it's a good feeling to see we're still making progress, even in the midst of a pandemic where oh, yeah. the economy was pretty much at a standstill. Look, our record uh, tax sales January, February, all-time high. Mm -hmm. That's And that's a testament to the people. That's a testament to our healthcare workers getting out there. A testament to Jamie Angel, our chief mm -hmm. communication officer. Yeah, yeah he's over there. So y'all can't see him, but he's over there. <laughs> I thought I'd give him a shout out, you see? <laughs> Got it, Jamie. But he works, he works well. He works hard. <laughs> but no, really, you know, get, getting those press conferences you, you alluded mm -hmm. to, look, it, I, yeah, I'm the leader. I'm gonna be out there. But really, at the end of the day, we're talking about a we're talking about a, a subject that I'm not a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. To get our medical team out there, so so just so the folks can hear it, you know, hear it straight from the healthcare experts. Uh, you know, mouth is a, is a, it goes a long way. I mean, they bring with them um, not only just the book knowledge, but the 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 skill set, the yeah. experience. So, but kudos to to, to our people. That's yeah. that's our sales tax revenues was a combination of getting government out the way and trusting our people. Mm -hmm. You know, which time frame was that where the tax sales were the highest? Earlier this year. Earlier yeah. this year, okay. Yeah, so, so we're already in March of January. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, so we talk about some of your uh, successes. What about some struggles, some areas you see that um, either you need to improve as a leader or you'd like to see improve around the parish? Yeah, th well, there's several areas tangibly that we want to improve. Me as a leader, you know, I'm always striving to, to make sure that I'm communicating as much as I can. Now, mm -hmm. now there's a balance with that. And, and I learned that uh, through our budget cycle with Parks and Recreation, for example. My eagerness to, to be transparent and let everybody know, here's my decisions I made. That, you can maintain that eagerness, and I learned that, but I, I, I could have taken a pause. I could have taken two or three day pause and said, okay, what is really the impact of you know, 200 to 250,000 people that are impacted? What is the direct impact on those decisions? Um, that's one example, but I, I'm, I'm constantly challenging myself, communicate in a transparent way, respectfully but responsibly. Mm -hmm. And if, if you don't have all the informations, information before you get out the gate, don't get out the gate. Mm -hmm. You know, take that tactical pause. Yeah. Now, in certain certain circumstances, you have a hurricane looming, you have a ice storm on, you have a natural disaster, you don't have the you don't have that opportunity to, to get it perfect. Mm -hmm. But that's that's my personal challenge, you know. But it's it, it I, I come to I come to that challenge in good faith with a good heart, you know, with, with transparency always looming over me. I think that's good. It's good that you went through all of these um, events during your first first year because 
they're typical to happen around Louisiana. Of course, I mean, like the natural disasters as yeah. far as the hurricanes, the uh, ice storm, which seems we get maybe once every four years yeah, or so. Yeah, about five, ten, yeah, twenty. freeze up on us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pushing it. You see, yeah. you see what you saw what I did there? Hopefully. You hopefully. speak it, it comes through. <laughs> Oh, you right about that manifest. Uh, so those those are good things. And when we talk about uh, tangible areas you like to yeah. see grow, um, what are those in the parish? I want to pick up, uh, you know, just where we left off at our last drainage meeting. We 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 meet so drainage number one. Mm -hmm. I want us to. I want our watershed. I want the test familiar watershed in Lafayette and beyond to have this thing under control. Now to do that, we're going to have to realize a few things. One is now I'm going to bring it back home to Lafayette Parish. We don't have a comprehensive stormwater management plan. Now we're working on it, okay. you know, and, and, and that's, not a, that's not a knock on the, the, the previous mayor presence that came before sure. me. It's not a knock on the previous councils that came before me. It just is what it is, mm -hmm. okay? And if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. Well, drainage is a priority. Mm -hmm. So working with the six municipalities, Lafayette included, coming together. We, come, we meet once a month formally, but our, our public works departments are, are all communicating together. Our civil engineers, which those, those, you need those individuals in the room. They're working together, but to, to, to keep putting our one foot in front of the other on a comprehensive plan, that, that's, that's, that's an area where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put as an improvement because we always can. Mm -hmm. Now, internally, you're, gonna, you're about to start seeing in this, this next year, especially the next two years, mm -hmm. some pretty, pretty big projects. I mean, right now, for example, take the Camellia Ponds mm -hmm. off of Camellia. We're expanding those. Those are easy wins. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff that, that we, we, our engineers did the modeling, did the engineering. That helps uh, Isaac Verite Lateral 7, for example, which helps the river, which lowers the river. You expand the capacity. Everybody, most people well, win. Just for those who don't know, the Isaac uh, Seven, those are coolies or canals. Oh, I'm sorry. So Isaac, <laughs> you said, man, I'm, look, no, no, you're right. Okay, it. so we have the Vermilion River, but then we have coolies, and mm -hmm. then we have laterals off those coolies. So Isaac, and then you have other laterals too. Mm -hmm. So Isaac Verite is, is a coolie. Mm -hmm. Lateral seven is just one of these little laterals, water that, that gets dumped into the Vermilion River right. eventually. So yeah, it's good clarifying. All, all to alleviate flooding yeah. for the people of yeah. Lafayette Parish. Yep, it, does, it really does two things. It helps to lower the water levels in the Test Vermilion watershed. Mm -hmm. And it helps to expand the capacity of the Vermilion River. Mm -hmm. Now, what we've also found out in this in this exercise to get this stormwater management plan, with detention being the the first layer of that onion, is there are areas, and, and you you probably know them off the top of your head, that just were built in a bowl. Yeah. You know, and and again, it's not the it's not the folks' fault. It's not the people's fault. The the city a long time ago mm -hmm. and. You know, probably before they had updated maps, right. gave some developer a permit to build in those areas, which means no matter how low you lower the vermilion, no matter how you get the watershed in, in under control, these low-lying areas that are built in a bowl, they're going to flood. Right. I feel like the city and the parish got them into this mess, so we we have a duty to bring them out. And and these are and these are real lives. These are real homes. You know, we have, uh, you know, a goal of June first that that I set last year to have three buckets. Of, of projects. One, one bucket is projects that will be complete by June 1st. Some mm -hmm. of those are under construction right now. We have another couple of projects that will be um, started by June 1st. And then we have another bucket that will be at least bid out by June 1st. And then next June 1st, we'll have another list. You another know, bucket. So. Yeah. But it, it, it's a, I've learned so much, though, with, with from, and I'm not an engineer. Mm -hmm. I, I trust the guys and gals that went to school on this. But, mm -hmm. you know, the Vermilion was, it's our main order, artery. We have, to, we have to get that under control. We have to get these low, lower-lying areas that, that, you know, isolated um, events or isolated neighborhoods. We've got to get those under control. And then once we get done with that, we continue to partner with our civil engineers, partner with UL, you know, Dr. Mm -hmm. B, Dr. Savoy, and all those guys have been mm -hmm. fantastic to work with. They want to help, too. 
You know, just just that synergy. It's it's a it's a uh, it relieves the taxpayers so they don't have to pay as much. Right. It helps the university because they have all this brilliant talent over there and resources. Why why wouldn't we work together? Yeah. You know, so but you know, next phase could be depending on where the science brings us. Coolio Decon, for example, working mm -hmm. on that, partnering with our other members in our watershed. So I can talk drainage all day. So yeah. I mean, you <laughs> probably have other topics, topics around you know? here. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, that, that's everything I have for you. Anything specific that you want to mention? Or you well, what did you do during the ice storm? No. Ice storm, I worked. Did you? Yeah, worked. Was it fun? Driving was a little sketchy, but uh, it was roads? cool. Yeah, I mean, I had to go from uh -oh. from home to here, but it, it was cool. You know, you take it at a moderate speed, you're fine. I trust you. You got to be one of those defensive drivers, there my mom go. always told me. Yeah, that's what Jamie Angel is, defensive driver. <laughs> that's it. And we're going to try to give him as many plugs during this podcast as we can. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, hey, look, have, have faith, have faith in God, not government. We got mm -hmm. this, you know, but your government is working and your government is as is, 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 is hyper-focused as we possibly can on the priorities, you know, drainage, roads, traffic, keeping people safe and bringing the economy back. That's what I ran on. That's what we're focusing on. Uh, in, in, along that ride, uh, I am but a human, so there will be mistakes, but, you know, it's what you do with those mistakes. And, and I, I do feel that, that I'm very blessed to, to have surrounded myself around real honest people, mm -hmm. uh, some Sometimes, uh, you know, you kind of get tired of hearing that honest feedback, but yeah. I always welcome it. So, yeah. and I say that very loosely. Okay. <laughs> I've got a, uh, a question for you way yeah. too early. Uh, three years from now. Yeah. You going for another term? Yes, absolutely. I'm running for re-election. You got it. You so heard it here if, first. Hey, yeah, you heard it here on, on the podcast, you know, I forget, <laughs> there's the camera. No, look, hey, I, I, would, I would be honored and, and, and very humbled if the, if the awesome people of Lafayette would choose to allow me to serve another term. And, and um, no, look, we got, we got big things ahead of us, but mm -hmm. it's all going to work together. We got this together. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Mayor President Josh Pillory, we want to thank you for joining us for 10 Talks Acadiana. And that does it for another episode. Until next time. 10 Talks Acadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Nextar Media Production.